Welcome to this episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, hosted by Lynn. I have lived as an estranged parent. I will always love my adult son and my adult daughter. And I thank them for getting me to this transformative place in my life. So join me now for my own Once Upon a Time, my story of estrangement. Lynn, I, I honestly think everybody on the planet should be interviewed by you. This is Lynn from Once Upon a Time, from Storybook to Estrangement. By way of career, I am a professor, author, and entrepreneur. By way of a lived experience, I identify as an estranged parent. Let me start by saying my lived experience as an estranged parent is without a doubt the single most difficult experience in my lifetime. My healing journey continues and this podcast is one step in that journey. Welcome back, and I am so excited to have my audience hear another segment from Sarah and Jake. Sarah and Jake are the co-founders of the Estranged Students Network, and they reached out to me as an estranged parent, and I was delighted and elated. And after my interview with them, I am so much more educated on what it must be like to be an estranged son or daughter. And so before we start this next segment with Sarah and Jake, I'm going to ask them if they would reintroduce themselves to the audience. So Jake, can you please start and introduce yourself? Of course, Lynn, Uh, lovely to be back. Uh, My name's uh, Jake. I am a student at the University of Oxford. I'm a biomedical scientist specializing within neuroscience. And um, in terms of estrangement, I've um, been probably in my own experience estranged since I was 17, 17 and a half. Thanks, Jake. And what about you, Sarah? Yes, of course. Hello, everyone. My name is Sarah. I am a law student at the University of Leicester going into my final year now. And similar to Jake, I've been an estranged student since I was 18 years old. There's a lot of talk about research, talk, discussion about estranged parents writing to their adult sons and daughters, writing a letter of amends, writing a letter of apology, and... I want to ask both of you, do you you have experience with that? And we'll begin with Jake. Do you have experience with that? And what do you recommend to parents? Is there, do you have a philosophy on the purpose, the role of an amends or an apology letter? See, I don't have, I haven't really had a letter per se. I haven't thought of reconciliation. I think it's I think both my mum and me have an understanding of why I've distanced myself completely. And I'm sure we probably had a conversation about that at some point down the line. So for me, I would, I, I personally would not, I, I, I don't have the experience to feel as if I could confidently answer that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, 
I, in my experience, I've had nothing. So definitely not a letter, no text or anything. But I think because of that, I feel like I can answer this because I feel like a letter, it doesn't even have to be a letter, just any kind of word of apology or even, hey, should we this, should we talk about something would be good especially for me I think in my situation my case like I'd be very open to that I'd not like it I don't kind of wake up every day expecting it or waiting for it because I'm kind of I'm at that point where I don't really know if, if it will happen I'm kind of just going on going about with my life um as I said I've not had it yet and I don't know if I ever will and again I think that's largely because of just the way that my culture is it's kind of like they're probably waiting for me to come back and apologize with like a box of roses or something and I'm waiting for it doesn't even have to be an apology but maybe just accepting that you did something wrong or accepting that you hurt my feelings so I think if I were to advise any parents who did want to do that I would but I would definitely say to go for it but I think go in with an open mind and don't come like loaded with things to argue about and don't think about it as like a war of okay I need to win this discussion or this argument kind of just go into it thinking we're going to talk about this I'm hopefully going to learn something new hopefully they will as well um, maybe we'll talk about things we've never spoken about and then hopefully we can leave with a mutual understanding of what went wrong and hopefully maybe a solution even moving mm -hmm. forward. Really good advice. And staying on the topic of communication, I thought about this term and created this term called empathic estrangement. And that idea came from the fact that we have a relationship with our adult sons and daughters and it may not be good. And all of a sudden the communication just stops. And you're like, what happened? And we're stunned, we're shocked. I think we know that the relationship was not good, but I don't think we expected the communication to abruptly end. And that can continue for weeks, months, years, depending upon the nature of the estrangement. So empathic estrangement to me means that it is a tool that if estranged students, estranged sons and daughters were in counseling, they would be led by the counselor, the therapist, to write something. And when I say something, it could be, I need a break from you right now. It could be, I need time to grow right now. It could be, I just need to get away from the dysfunction in the family, but I do love you. It would be something to the estranged parent that gives them some idea of what's going on. And it really, the, the idea of empathic estrangement was based upon the concepts of mutual empathy, mutual compassion, and also to allow for this temporary closure and some degree of clarity. So as I use this term, do you think that it is useful for therapists to use with their clients who are estranged sons and daughters and I'll start with you Sarah yeah of course um yeah I think it's a really good way actually I think it's a really good way to go about it because um I think oftentimes 
um, for both parties is the whole process is very daunting and it's very it can be quite traumatizing sometimes you really just need a step back but sometimes when you take that step back you might take it for maybe a longer period of time than you had hoped or anticipated and so when it's time to kind of step back in you're now worried about okay I've stepped away for this long can I actually step back in mm. will they still speak to me um have I have I come across as rude have I made the situation worse will I even be able to step back like is this still an option and so I think a lot of the time when that kind of those thoughts are roaming around through your head I think and especially for me I would I'd feel so overwhelmed that I just completely step back and just not come back to it and just think okay that's something I'm not going to deal with again because it was so scary whereas I think if I had perhaps a therapist tell me hey if you if you or I or me writes this down and just kind of puts in an update for someone I think that would make me feel a bit better because it's like okay I've not completely dissociated myself from this and I've not completely left you hanging because then I'd feel guilty about that as well I've actually put something in and when I'm actually ready and when I'm mentally and emotionally prepared to deal with this then I will because as an estranged student there is so much going on in my life already mm -hmm. and so sometimes I really need to step away from something to prioritize something else or maybe take a step back for just a period of time before I'm ready to to feel like I can deal with this. Thank you. Jake, what do you think of the concept of empathic estrangement? I quite, I think it is a good, a good idea. You know, this idea that when, like exactly like Sarah said, it's just, you know, stepping back, but how long for? And I think for me, if I was to undergo sort of empathic estrangement that you're referring to, I would, I would probably still identify myself as estranged, but I would have this sort of idea of closure. And I think that's sort of, to a lesser extent, ambiguity of what happened or what was the perception of what happened. And that is something that, you know, I personally, would like and you know i sort of started to experience recently you know through meeting my mum for example at the funeral you know that's mm. the sort of um i i would be supportive of it and mm. i think it is a quite a good initiative or sort of this idea of breaking a barrier but i would refrain you know for me if i was to get you know a letter or that said X, like said exactly what Hugh said, sometimes I might feel a bit skeptic of it initially, mm -hmm. but having that sort of reaffirmed would be helpful. Great, thank you. What is it like living as an estranged student? More from Sarah and Jake in the upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time from Storybook to Estrangement with Lynn. Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement, are my own stories of my lived experience. This is not intended for counseling, therapy, medical care, or crisis care. Thank you for joining us. Until next time. Each estrangement journey begins with honesty, hope, and healing. 
Please join us again on the next episode of Once Upon a Time, From Storybook to Estrangement. <laughs>